Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscaping professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of four best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, The Lawn Care Advantage, Winning Strategies for a Thriving Landscaping Business, available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Now, here's your host. Paul Jamison. On today's episode, we have part two with Jonathan Potoshnik. I'm hopefully saying his last name right. It's it's one of those tough ones like Talia Farrow, uh, Naylor's last name. But yesterday on the program, we had Jonathan share his entrepreneurship story. If you missed part one, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to that one first to get context. And we're going to dive right into part two with Jonathan Potoshnik, aka the Lawn Care Millionaire. Enjoy this one. To that young entrepreneur, Jonathan, what are some books you recommend, some, some materials uh, to get, you know, influenced by, uh, like, you know, basically what I'm asking, like, what books should a young entrepreneur be listening to, the audiobooks or the paperback books, learning from? Um, that's a tough one. There's a lot of books. I'm trying to think of a book that is at that right place in time. I mean, I would tell, I would, uh, a diff, so I think one of the greatest books I ever read is a book called Influence. Okay. It's a psychology book by Robert Cialdini. And I would put that in my top list. That is um, maybe not a recommendation you'd expect, but one of the great skills you can learn and need to learn in business is how to attract clients to you mm-hmm. in business. And so um, learning your marketing skills is generally a place. So. Uh, I said in that podcast you were alluding to before that there's a lot of people that can do the work. There's a lot, whatever the work is, HVAC, power washing, plumbing, software development, a lot of people can do the work. There's not as many people that can go attract the clients and the employees and build the company. And so learning psychology, that's the influence book, learning marketing, really good and good at good, learning how to sell. Those are the skills that give you the confidence that you can go build a thing. Yeah. And so the doing the work is not as, it's great, but it's not as impressive. Like performing the activity is, yeah. it's not, it doesn't get you quite as far as being able to go build the thing. And so I think about that, you know, and, you know, a lot of people just, two guys that I think are doing a great job out there. I rec- I mean, I'm sure a lot of people already watch it, but Alex Hormozzi is doing yeah. a phenomenal job. He's a, he, uh, a, uh, Russell Brunson, yes. click funnels that those guys put out a lot of those guys actually live it. Like and they both came from the same world. I did. They came from the same marketing world I came from. Like when I listen to both those guys, like it's like they're having the exact same conversation that I have in my head every day. We live in the exact same worlds. And so the reason I bring them up is I know there are so many people out there teaching that have never done it. Those guys have actually done it. They're worth listening to. So, um, Dan Kennedy, uh, Russell purchased all Dan Kennedy stuff. I don't know if you ever listened to him. Dan Kennedy is my single biggest influence that led me to everybody I know. I mean, in some way, and that's where Russell came from. And I was in the same world when he was there. Russell would speak on Dan's stage at times. So what, what I like about him, and this is a great lesson to a young entrepreneur, my perception of what he's done is Dan would teach something and Russell would say, oh, I trust Dan. I'm going to take it. I'm going to do it. And he would implement it. A lot of people 
say, oh, I really like you. Um, oh, thanks for that idea. They don't implement it or they're like, well, what if I do it this way? And they, and, and they change it all up and then they don't get the result. Russell is, and again, maybe a wrong perception here. Um, I've never met him, only his business partner, Todd. But um, I am under the impression that he would just say, whatever Dan's saying is gospel, and he'd go do it. Mm -hmm. And he lived it. And he just like soaked up all that. If you look at the way he writes today, the way so many things he does, they're, they're straight out Dan Kennedy 20 years ago. It's still the same stuff. Yeah. And, um, and Alex is clearly influenced by Dan and the group that came from Dan and Gary Halbert and those guys back in the day. And so um, we went off on tangent, but I would point people to those guys that are online because most people, in my opinion, haven't actually done it. And so you got to be a little careful following it. Those two have done it. And so they're worth listening to because they're legit. How you mentioned earlier, Jonathan, hanging around these guys selling businesses for $500 million and and as, six, as successful as you've been, you're surrounded by guys who are even more successful. Mm -hmm. How did you pull that off of, of getting in those relationships uh, with people who are much further ahead than you? Um, events. You go to events and you show up in groups. I've been in multiple business groups. Um, you know, I had a coaching group. I didn't do that to make money. I did that because, I mean, I knew it'd make some money, but I did it because I wanted to do it. And I believe that's the unlock. I just believe it. I, I'm very sincere when I say most of what we did at SA was truly mo service all pilot was truly motivated by trying to help our member get the best possible outcome. We wanted to. Wow. And so that's where Academy came from. It's like, hey, this is another way to help them get to where they want to go. And um, and I, I believed in that because I had been doing the same thing. I'd been in other groups. So I've been in all kinds of different groups and I've paid, you know, I, I'm in a group right now that I paid 33,000 a year. I, I was in a group for a while, I paid 60,000 a year. I've been in multiples of these groups. I just yeah. may not talk about them on Long Familiar or publicly, but I've been in them. And so in those rooms, you meet people that are doing things and then you get to know a person, you meet another person through them. And so that's, that's how it's happened over time. And then, and then, you know, what you're doing and what I did with Long Care Million on a tiny scale compared to what you're doing, uh, you build authority and reputation and people want to meet you. It's one like of the greatest things you can ever do in life, if, in, in, you know, in my opinion. And so by becoming somewhat visible, as small as that was, people would then want to talk to me and like, hey, how'd you build your thing? Or they'd hear I have a bigger business. Like, so maybe they're ahead of me, but they still want to talk about what I'm doing because they might be able to apply it to their business. So, you know, just meet people in a million different ways, but that's generally how it happens. That's so good. And Jonathan, I wanted to pick your brain about your family life. So 25 years of marriage, I met your son. I've heard the snowboarding stories and, oh, yeah. and got to see, it looks like yeah. you guys have a healthy relationship just from the nonverbal communication. Awesome. Yeah. So there's so many entrepreneur success stories, right? That they end up getting divorced or they end up having some kind of conflict in their family. You have a you know, I'm just on the outside looking in. So maybe yeah. you guys are throwing fire and pans with each other. <laughs> no, <or not>. <laughs> <laughs> How have you uh, created that that healthy family unit amidst all of this uh, roller coaster of entrepreneurship? Um, yeah. And, and to be it's easy to put up appearances and make it look like everything's perfect. And our relationship is good and has been good, but it doesn't mean it's been easy or effortless or is even perfect at the moment. You know, it's like there's always stuff that, you, you know, just you need to talk about or you need to work through. And it generally goes back to communication, just like it does with partnerships and business. Mm -hmm. And so I just don't want to put out there perfection, but I will um, say that, um, you know, we're both happy and it's been a great relationship. And we but we would both also say we need to make it better. 
I think that's the reality. And I think you go through your, your periods of time. And so, um, I'll go back to that word communication. And I said it earlier, my wife is the one that's better at that. I'm a great communicator in business. I can fix problems, but for whatever reason, I'm a little not so great at it. And in the relationship, I don't, I can't explain why, but, and she'll say that exact thing to me. It's like, you can talk to anybody and work anything out, but why can't we do that here? (laughs) You know, that kind of thing. Why do you shut down when I'm trying to have a conversation with you? Why do you get defensive? It's like, like, you know, and that, and she's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. And so she's been really good about kind of pushing on those things. Um, I think it's communication. It's time. It's, you don't, it's, uh, both of you have it. She doesn't, she was a teacher, but when Riley was born, she stayed home mm-hmm. and stays home to this day. But I think it's important that you both have separate things. Like you're, you have friends, friend groups are similar, but you also have your separate friends. You have the different interests that you're both involved in where you can kind of come back together. I think it's important not to be talking about the business and work all the time. I'm sure I would imagine it's very complicated uh, for many marriages if you're both in the business and every time you go out on date night, every time you're not with the kids, you're just talking about, you know, the AR, you know, getting your receivables paid or whatever the challenge is or the complaining clients. Like, I don't think that's healthy. You need that disconnect where you have something else. So. To elaborate just a bit further, finding things like Tiffany, and I really like traveling together. Mm-hmm. We, um, we like hiking. We like, um, a lot of this music, a lot of the similar things. There's other things. We we're on the same page about how to raise our kids and the kind of life we want to live. Yeah. Finding those things that you have in common and doing those things are important. And then having your separate things, I think are important. I don't have all the answers. This is a tough one, you know, and I, I think to a large degree, we're just very fortunate that it worked out. I would, when Riley turned 21, he's 21 now. When we turned 21, Tiffany and I are both like, I cannot believe we got married when we were 21. Like, why didn't either of our parents say, are you sure this is a good idea? Yeah. You know, it's like, it's crazy. And, uh, but, and so for most, it wouldn't have worked out. We're just very fortunate. So it's, you know, we've done some of the right things and some of it, we just were really fortunate it worked out. Yeah. And then what about with your son? You have two sons? I do. How How is that relationship? Because it looked like just the way he was talking to you, like he likes you and you guys have a healthy relationship. Yeah. We have an awesome relationship. Um, how, how have you cultivated that, Jonathan? I, you know, I don't know if I have the answer to this stuff. I um, I would like to think, you know, Riley would be, you know, and he, he may not even be able to answer it. I, um, I really believe that my kids are their own individual people and I need to treat them as their own individual people and not try to apply a set of rules to both of them. They're both traveling different paths. I don't need them to travel my path. I want them to be their people, find their thing in life. And so I've been, um, I wouldn't say I've been controlling. I've also been very, like sometimes I am a little nervous for them and have to keep my mouth shut. Uh, It could be um, something that they're like, I don't know, going out, I'll just use an example. They're going out in the woods to play with BB guns or something. It's like, you know, there's an element where, this is probably a terrible example, but there's this element where it's like, um, they're not going to get killed. It's going to be okay. But boy, I really don't want them to do this, but I need to just let them go explore and try things. And I don't, and I don't want them to live in fear. And I don't want to put fear on them by constantly like, oh, is that going to go okay? Or trying to protect them from it. That's the, that's what I'm looking for. I made a very significant effort not to protect them. Um, and so I think that I wasn't a controlling parent, but I was a I mean, Tiffany too. We were there. And so we gave them a lot of freedom. And so they're not trying to run away from us or get away from us because they feel like they're going to be judged by us or told how they should do things or controlled or anything like they're their own people. I yeah. think 
you know, I'm speculating, but I think that was very helpful. And then we just, you know, I've had a lot of conversations over the years. And I tried to help. I'm trying to help them get to where they want to go in life, whether it's business or something else. And so we found common ground. Um, you know, snowboarding is something that I, you know, uh, did I've done since they were little. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just, I try Riley races cars. I race, you know, I'm into that stuff too. So trying to find the things with the boys that are common ground that we can do together, mm-hmm. uh, has been really valuable. I, I, again, just don't have the answer. I, those are some of the things that come to mind. Hey folks, Paul here, and you don't want to miss the Equip Exposition this October in Louisville. You can register before September 7th for the early bird price of only $12.50 using code PAUL. Dive into a world of 1,000 exhibits and hands-on demos in the industry's ultimate proving ground. Check the link in today's show notes to save big and register for only $12.50 today. Are you ready to grow your lawn care and landscaping business at light speed? Hey, I'm Cody Owen with Lightspeed Social Agency, and you have heard me talk shop right here on the Green Industry Podcast and every other lawn care podcast you listen to. I hope that you have taken advantage of the expert knowledge I've given in those interviews, but I want you to experience the power of putting Lightspeed behind your business this spring. Sign up for Facebook and Instagram ads management and put my team's years of experience to work in your business. Are you tired of struggling to explain price increases to your clients? Look no further. The Green Industry Podcast has got you covered with our price increase letter template. Simply download, customize, and effectively communicate your price adjustments with ease. Visit greenindustrypodcast.com today and take control of your pricing strategy. What was your biggest takeaway um, from the sabbatical with two to three years to you know, reset and contemplate everything. Um, I'm really glad I did it. Very, very pleased. John and I had a conversation that if we decided not to sell an essay or service all when we were starting to go through that process, that we were going to try to figure out how to take sabbaticals. Mm-hmm. And so um, we had had that idea whether or not we would have lived it. I don't know. But we had had the conversation. So it was sort of in my mind, but they would have been shorter ones. And, um, and so now in retrospect, having done it, I am so thankful for it because I, my wife or some other friends have said, Oh, Jonathan's retired. I hate that word. I always correct to say, no, no, I'm just on sabbatical. I'm taking a break because a life well lived to me is staying in the game. Yeah. And staying around the people like you and you know, like they give you energy and are moving the world forward and things like that. And so um, I never wanted to do I never wanted to be gone too long. So it's the one is I'm very happy I did it. So thankful. And two, even though. So when we did our essay deal, we um, we didn't have an earn out and we didn't have to stay. We could have gone immediately. Mm-hmm. And the reason I bring that up is I think it speaks to we actually built a company with a team. Yeah. And which is what I teach. And we did that. And so they identified that and we weren't tied down on these, you know, to have to stay. We stayed because we wanted to for as long as we did. And, and what I learned, so that build up was to make this point. I still had one-on-one meetings. I still had group meetings with some of my departments. I still did all these things. And after we did the deal and I knew that my days would be numbered there, that I would eventually move on, I realized how many things I was still doing that I didn't need to be doing in that business. And that was a big like, oh, wow, I did a lot more, even though I teach it. Mm -hmm. I try to teach people how to get free of their business. I don't, I'm not a big, I don't 
think it's that imperative that you don't go to your business like I do at City Turf. I don't think that's that's not really what I'm pushing for. I'm just pushing for more freedom in the business where other people are running it. And you're still involved. Yeah. And um, I just discovered that I still was hanging on to lots of stuff. It's really it's one thing to teach. It's another thing to truly, fully live it. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't truly, fully living. I was doing good, but I wasn't doing as good as I can. Did that make sense? Yeah. Like, that was a 100%. big like, wow. I, yeah. I appreciate so much you sharing your story. What, what's been the biggest mistake you've made in all of this? What, what did you learn from it? In, in all of what? Your, your, your journey as an entrepreneur, going back to 2010 or even pre then. Like what, what's the biggest mistake you made? Like you, you, you said earlier, if you would have sold for 20 million two years in, that would have been a catastrophic mistake. Yeah, that would have been when you look back at all of it, what's the one thing you're like, ah, I misstepped there. I wish I would have done this. Yeah. Um, I've got a few. This is, it's a hard question for me to answer because I, I think one of the skills I've cultivated myself is it's sort of the, oh, well, that sucks. Next. So you, and you just you pivot go quick. You just go and you get that out of your mind. Cause if you're going to ruminate on it and think about it, it just drags you down, slows you down. So I think I've become pretty good at that. And I think it's my example of with young entrepreneurs. It's a skill you cultivate that makes the rest of your life better. Mm-hmm. And I was, as, as a younger person, I was more of a, a little bit more of a worrier. Uh, I needed to really have the plan. I, I'm not a plan person, but I kind of wanted to know where it was going. I didn't want to take a lot of risks. And so you cultivate these these skills. So I don't have lots of things I regret because they sort of got me where I'm at. But I think about things like jumping around. I And a lot of times jumping around from one activity to the next or the next idea is because you don't know what to do. That may be because you're not learning the right things around the right people. But um I felt like I jumped, you know, I look back and say, I really, and maybe it was exploration I couldn't get away from, but I feel like I jumped around too much. Mm. We definitely did in service autopilot. John and I could do service autopilot again. We wanted to solve all of our clients' problems. And so we would build lots of functionality, frankly, we should have never built, but we were doing it from the best intention, but it was a wrong business decision. And that's an example. And so if anybody ever used SA and said, why the heck do you build this feature in the software? Well, Think about that in your business. You were like working on one marketing campaign, then you had a new marketing campaign that you were working on, never finished the last one. And then a client called and complained about something. You're off dealing with that thing. You never finished the other thing. And there's all this switching cost. That's a big one that I wish I could have controlled that more early in my life. I got pretty good about it in service autopilot, but that took me a while to learn. Um, the other one is the one, the biggest things I teach. The entire game of business is people. It's all people. It's like it, it, There's a person that has a solution to every problem you have. There's a person that can, wants to do everything you don't want to do. They're a little hard to find and they might be expensive at times. You're only... The only game of business is going and finding those people and putting together. You know, and, and a lot of guys and gals listen, watch sports. It's a sports analogy. There's no owner of a sports team or a coach of a sports team that's going to ever get on the field and be the quarterback or the running back. That's the dumbest freaking idea in the world. They'd never do it. But in our business, and what they do is they assemble a great team, the right people in the right positions, and they have no mercy about eliminating the wrong person from the, the company when they're not going to move the company forward. That is how business actually should work as well. You can have mercy and be kind about it when the a person needs to move out of the organization. I don't mean it in a cruel way, but if you think about the sports analogy, that's actually how you're supposed to run a business. Wow. But we don't learn. We, we just never, you can hear it, but it doesn't get inside of you until you experience it. Once you experience it and say, hey, the unlock is just finding the right consultant, advisor, employee, contractor, whatever, they have the solution to my problem. And when I get to a place where all I do is find those people to solve, to to get the vision that I want life, what I want to create, that's how you go fast and that's how you get where you want to go. 
again, easy to say, really hard to comprehend. But once you see the light, you can never unsee it. That's the game of business. Took me a long time to learn that. So good. I want to share uh, two things with you as a viewer of the Lawn Care Millionaire. We're talking a long time ago. Yeah, a long time ago. You shared two things that really helped uh, change my life. I wanted to let oh, you know, and okay. thank you. Yeah. The first one was credit card on file. Okay. You yeah. were preaching that before anybody else. Yeah. And uh, it just made sense, and I did it. And I actually did, uh, I'm in the Atlanta market, so I did prepay. So on the first of every month, January 1st, February 1st, you know, I just calculated how paid. many services a year, divided it by the month. I got paid on the first of every month ahead of time. All because of awesome. you saying that on YouTube. Good for you. Awesome. Credit card on file. Cool. Second thing is, and you might not even remember you saying this, but you talked about how you hired a personal trainer and you paid him for the year. Oh, yeah. Because you said, if I pay him for a year, then I'm going to feel like I'm, I got to go. Got to do it. And I, I might not look as great as you, but if you would have seen what I looked like before I heard that. So I started really? hiring personal trainers and I've been, it's, it's helped transform my health. And, and I learned awesome. that from you. Really? Okay. Yes, I don't awesome. even know I don't if you remember saying that. No. You did. Yeah. You said I've, I've hired a personal trainer and I prepaid him for the whole yeah. year just so I go. I believe in that. Yeah. I mean, obviously I said it, I don't say anything I don't believe, but I've, I've done so much talking over the years. I don't remember all these things, but that's awesome. Well, good. So good for you, you for doing that. Yeah. yeah thanks wow. to Naylor. Uh, Talia Farrell, John Pajak for getting you on the show and, sure. and, and connecting this. Uh, you live in the Dallas area. I do. I'm coming to VidSummit with Mr. Beast. Do you know um, yeah. the YouTuber? I don't know him personally, but yeah. Well, they're doing a big conference in uh, Irving. What month? Uh, it's October 3rd through 5th. Oh, I'll be in uh, Greece. Oh, yeah, man. That it's the big, literally Mr. Beast and then the biggest YouTubers. Yes. Super expensive, but you get in a room with those guys and they teach you how to YouTube. Okay. That'd um, be awesome. It's at the Irving convention center okay october 3rd through 5th the vid summit i would have gone with that to you and and if you are gone with you to that but um if you come back to dallas uh, let's get together and have dinner absolutely um, i uh, i told naylor last night uh when i get done with my sabbatical i'm doing youtube and a podcast i'm coming yes. back it's one of the most important things i ever did with my tiny little long hair million channel it's like it's amazing how it impacted my life and impacted other lives so i want to do it again but on a much bigger scale and so um, I'd be interested in that. And then, but like, but like I said, I'm sincere. Come to Dallas. Let's get together. Thanks so much, Jonathan. Yeah. How can people connect with you? Um, huh. <laughs> After March 3rd, it will be more yeah, uh, yeah, visible. I'll be out there and I'll have something to say. Hey, you can go follow me here. Okay. The best thing to do would be to look me up on, on uh, Facebook. I don't, I've never posted on Facebook, but I've collected a lot of uh, friends or some number of them. I'm not really good about proving. So if you look me up on my last name, Potoshnik, um, if it, hopefully you can, whenever I start a YouTube channel, I wanted to start under my own name and I've decided okay. that'd probably be a giant mess. Nobody's ever going to be able to spell Potoshnik, much less remember it. But if you could remember that, if you find me yeah. on Facebook and just friend me, whenever I start doing stuff again, I'll announce it through Facebook. Yeah, it's That's like maybe the best Gary way. Gary Vaynerchuk just did Gary V. Yeah. The, the V. Yeah. That's easy to remember. Potoshnik. Potoshnik. Potoshnik, yeah. It's tough. Yeah, I don't know how for a branding yeah. perspective. No, I've given best. this a lot of thought. I'm not going that direction. I wanted to, though. And then uh, a lot of my good friends call me JP. JP so I, so uh, yeah. universal. It's like yeah. I, didn't, I didn't. It'd have to be like JP and something else to make it work. So, but you're big into personal brand for guys yeah. who own a lawn care landscaping company to, to utilize all of this. Yeah, yeah, 100. Thanks so much for your time, Jonathan. Awesome seeing you. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Cool. The Know Your Numbers training program is the shortcut to financial freedom that I wish I had. You see, success requires more than us just working in our business. We must learn how to work on our business. And in the Know Your Numbers training program, 
you'll learn how to stop burning cash so you can learn to make all your services truly profitable. You can bid with total confidence that each job you sell mean more profit in your pocket as you build long-term wealth. Because we're going to teach you how to start paying yourself as the owner of the business the right way. You can grow a healthy business as we identify and track your cash flow for continuing success so you can stop losing sleep over financial details as you gain the skills to delegate the tough number crunching activities as a lawn care business owner and never chase those unpaid invoices again we'll teach you how to streamline your billing into a hands-free process so we will cover all of this and so much more as john Pajak and i are the teachers in this e-training program it's called know your numbers it's available at our resource center at the green industry podcast.com Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.